0: What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Miggity Mac, and with me tonight is my co host, Dr. Diamond Doug, Triple D. Quick reminder you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some <sighs> bad language. Nah, that's not really our
1: style, so we'll try to keep it. PG-13. Mild language and some artistic nudity. Just the hint. Yes, just the tip. Just the tippy tip.
0: Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about season six, Pantheon nomination number two, The Iron Giant. 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 (coughs) <coughs> Insert echo effect here. <coughs> Nominated by Matthew Wade with guest voter Marshall Wade. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Dr. Diamond Doug, what is
1: Pantheon in your own work? Sure. Pantheon refers to movies that just are amazing. It's the special shelf of movies. It hits on all cylinders whether we're talking about acting, directing, script, scores, special effects, all the way down, even down to X Factor, the it is
0: X Factor
1: essential viewing and best. Of, and if it's a, it's a, of a type, it's the best of its genre. Right. Yes. Yeah. So if it's a pre nineteen forties war era
0: comedic cartoon, it's yes. the best of it's those. It's the best of that,
1: and which it, is not it, our current. And movie. it would stand the test of time.
0: Stands the test of time. That is key. Well there are nine members on the AV Council and about every three weeks a council member nominates a movie and everyone else votes yes or no and the council members all have a write up They those are posted on the Facebook page along with the poll and with all their reasons of yes or no. In addition there's a guest voter as I said Marshall Waite is the guest voter for this movie and the Facebook poll counts as another vote. So nine council members, one guest voter, that makes ten the just true Democratic uh, yes-no majority wins on the Facebook poll. That's another vote. Total, total of 11. Total of
1: 11 votes.
0: A movie needs to get a two-thirds majority. Uh, my brains Seven a little... votes. Seven. They have to get yeah. seven yeses to get in. So no more than four noes uh, in total. All right. Also in council news, uh, we've rotated in a new council member, Brandon Falk. Who will be taking over for Patricia Perillo. And uh, thank you, Brandon, for stepping into this role. We look forward to hearing from you. Very excited, Brandon. Very excited to have you on board. And I follow you, and I would love to hear what you have to say. All right. So last time around, the nomination was... uh, Drive. A drive. And it made it in with 8 of 11. 8 of 11 votes. So
1: first movie voted. First movie voted in. Voted in. that's good
0: and uh, that that that's hey we usually do a rundown of yeah. the history of the season and uh well that oh, was yeah, it yeah. That was that's just the one so we're there that's it
1: all and, right hey today's a kids movie yeah uh the iron giant people can say like you know it, it's adults might like it but it's 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 definitely a kids movie right um what's one of your favorite kids movies or or, or, or something that oh. like that you liked from your childhood even. from my childhood yeah. yeah it's going way back way back in the way back machine uh did
0: they do cartoons like Steamboat Willie? Oh not that far back, not that far yeah. back. Yeah, no, as a kid, uh I I watched a lot of movies. And I and and you know, I, I always was what are some of the ones that really affected me? But they weren't all cartoon movies, yeah. but still oriented at children, like E. T., which I don't care what anybody says, this was a children's yep. movie aimed at children, loved E. T. Also about an alien like Iron Giant. Uh and then I was just thinking yesterday about this question. Uh, made for kids, uh, early on movies, something that I watched on a regular basis when I was a kid, which would have been as often as it would have been on TV because when I was a kid, even VHS players weren't a thing. You didn't sure, just yeah. watch these yeah, yeah. end to end. Uh, and I was thinking um, something like a, a James Bond movie. Okay. Now, here's the deal. They're not all made for kids, but I would argue that most of the humor is. Yeah. Yeah?
1: That they. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I'm It's thinking... accessible to young people. I thought so. So I'll tell you this, the um, and uh, movies, like not cartoon movies, right. Gremlins was one, E.T. is another. E.T. Uh, love that. Um, as far as like cartoons, uh, later on uh, there was some, like Little Mermaid, but that was like college for me and that's sort right. of stuff. And that was
0: my children.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my childhood, not so much a movie, but the Thundercats, really oh, was go. amazing. Yeah. And oh, the, the five days <laughs> in a row of Lion tr- uh, trials to to become the, the, the king of the, mm-hmm. the Thundercats mm-hmm. was one of the best weeks of my life. Like, it was like the fact that there was a, a uh, like this week or day by day progression accor- over the full week was something that didn't happen otherwise on television for me. So it was just real cool. Um,
0: And you know, a connected thing here for me, and especially if we're going to just talk even more so about other types of cartoons I would have seen a little more regularly, which would have been TV. uh, I was in... Just completely infatuated with Johnny Quest.
1: Oh yeah, yeah as a kid, yeah,
0: yeah. and in fact, uh, and I've told this story before. We accidentally, <clears throat> I accidentally named our first child the wrong name because I misremembered the name of one of the characters on Johnny Quest. But I went back and saw some of the episodes uh, in November when we were stuck. Yeah, at home, yeah. not not what i remembered at all not like, not good
1: yeah it no. it, it, it didn't like the 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 bread was a little stale it, yeah <laughs> yeah it was
0: Stale had, had crusted over, had molded, someone yeah. had scraped the mold off and painted it green. And then someone stepped on it. And then it, it had been stepped yeah, on. And I think yeah, it might
1: like, have laid in the backyard. Somebody for a while. made fun of it for a while. And, I, no. and now it feels better. Now, now yeah, it's out
0: okay. of rehab. Anyway, move back on. to the movie. Back to the movie. Alright, but there but there's a connection because yeah. that feeling that you have of nostalgia about something you saw when you were a kid is a I believe a lot of what's going on with the Iron Giant and its yeah. popularity, and I'm not saying it's purely nostalgia. Doesn't, I'm just saying
1: yeah. it's definitely in there. And things that you're nostalgic for can still be good. Absolutely. Yeah, like Absolutely. It, so, it, like nostalgia and and the quality of something don't they're they're like it's it's not that those two are completely separate. No concepts so
0: yeah we were just talking about highlander earlier but the
1: iron giant is a movie i asked my kids they all they they have massively fond feelings about fond it. memories they just of love it. the it iron hits, giant it yeah, hits the it
0: button does. for them all right let's talk about the iron giant sure
1: Rated PG. mm -hmm. Family Adventure. It is. Directed by Brad Bird, who later would go on to do The Incredibles Ratatouille, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Big name, big name. Yeah. Screenplay by Tim McCanleys. He also did Secondhand Lions, and Brad Bird helped out with it, based on a book by Ted Hughes called The Iron Man, Mm -hmm. which they changed because mm, mm, Iron Man. Man. Produced Alison Abate the Lego movie and uh, Des McConough. Uh, Music by Michael Kamen, who's done tons of stuff. The Wall, Highlander, Die Hard, Mr. Holland's Opus, Band of Brothers, Brothers, X-Files theme. There you go. So all sorts of stuff. Cinematography, uh, Stephen Wilsback. This is his only cinematic uh, cinematography Credit. credit. Yep. Interesting. Edited by Darren T. Holmes, who also worked with Brad Bird on Ratatouille, How to Train Your Dragon. Came out in theaters US-wide August 6, 1999. Runtime of a svelte 87 minutes. It felt a little longer to me, but you're right. About an hour and a half. Studio Warner Brothers Animation, which, by the way, according to another conversation we were having on the Facebook page, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Animation has the rights the movie rights to joust. Why hasn't that come out already? Yeah, so really, Warner Brothers get on that distributed by Warner Brothers. Mm. Starring folks like Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., Vin Diesel, James Gammon, Cloris Leachman, uh, R.I.P. Cloris mm. Leachman, uh, John Mahoney, Eli Marenthal, Christopher McDonald, the guy. Uh, Shooter McGavin, and Shooter M. McGavin. M. Emmett Walsh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, g-
0: cast-wise... Not not talking about whether the cast fit the roles, but like the the heft of the yeah. cast of this movie, it's got it, man. It's not a bunch late of late nineties.
1: It's a good cast.
0: It's a it's a they nailed it. Like they got a lot of the top well, dogs. Tell so, me about the synopsis. So this is from Google. In this animated adaptation of Ted Hughes' Cold War f- uh, fable, a giant alien robot played by Vin Diesel. Crash lands near the small town of Rockwell, Maine in 1957. Exploring the area, a local nine-year-old boy named Hogarth discovers the robot and soon forms an unlikely friendship with him. When a paranoid government agent named Kent Mansley becomes determined to destroy the robot, robot Hogarth and beatnik Dean McCapin, played by Herrick Connick Jr., must do what they can to save the misunderstood machine, and it's not in the synopsis, but also the lives of the entire town. Yep.
1: Because nuclear bombs.
0: Because nuclear bombs and holy crud. Uh, crud.
1: Crud. All we'll right. S- we'll
0: save our swears for later. <laughs> the swears could all go. Just later. hold on, people. You'll hear the
1: swears <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, ratings. Um, ratings.
0: IMDb gives it an 8 of 10. Metacritic gives it an 85 must-see with 29 positive and 8.8 user universal acclaim. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 96% with a 79% audience score. Critics liked it a little bit better than the audience. Which is almost, like, it's a super common, but they're fairly close, to be honest with you. And Google. And Google gave it a 90% liked it. There you go. uh, You know, that's that's how it kind of came out, I think, in general. The critics uh, were uh, were positive for it.
1: Well, grabbing a couple of reviews from, yeah, rotten, say, Tomato. rotten Tomatoes, here's a fresh one. Paul Tatera, CNN, The Iron Giant, is not only the best animated feature to be released this summer, 1999, mm-hmm. it's the single best film to hit our screen so far this year. Mm-hmm. As of August 6, 1999. Joe Blow yes.
0: from Joe Blow's Movie Network gives it a Rotten
1: rating, actually. Wah, wah. For
0: most of its runtime, I found myself bored, searching for something, anything nice music some humor or even a touch of romance or action to make the film interesting to watch you know these two comparing these two side by side uh, is a lot like some of the other feedback that i've heard about this movie there's almost no one in the middle yeah that people everybody seems to find something positive about it other than Joe Blow but but but, but the overall opinions all seem to be polarized
1: yeah and i i haven't read a lot of uh, of a lot that was I hate hated this movie. It, right? Yeah. But people, uh, who, the people who didn't like it were like, eh. ah, nah. yeah, right. Metacritic. So th- this is similar to Rotten Tomato reviews. These are just like uh, standard movie critics mm-hmm. that we're looking at. Mary Elizabeth Williams on the high end from Salon uh, gave it a ninety. Surprising as it sounds, as far as examinations of trust, loyalty, and identity go. The big metal dude story winds up far more satisfying than the plotting Kubrick opus any day of the week. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick popping his head back in the argument. And then Howard Cohen from Miami Herald gives
0: it a 75, which is not exactly a shining recommendation, but it's not horrible. The the kind of uplifting film families can enjoy without any reservations. I would agree with that. I think if you played this with any kid nowadays, any younger they would. They would go right along with it, and they would sure. enjoy it absolutely.
1: Sure. Uh, let's go to the hoi polloi, the 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 the, the, the unwashed masses of Metacritic users. Which
0: overall gave it an 8A, 8.8, 335 Three positive. positive, 11 mixed, 12 negative. However,
1: individually, why don't you read a, read a couple for us? Oh, and I, like, I hope that you see what's on the list, but just hold on to your pants. We're going to get there. Hold on. First, we start with Sophie, 10... Out of ten, by far one of the greatest animations ever made. So there's Ooh. Sophie. B.
0: Now, 8 gave it a three. And said, this is a stupid excuse for an anime." Actually, hold on. Uh, B. Meyer 8 said,
1: this is a stupid excuse for an animated movie. Oh, But I tell you what, treat of treats. Wait! Oh, is he back? He's back. Spangle! Spangle gives it a 7 out of 10. So this is a this is a middle-of-the-road uh, grade here. He says, A wonderfully touching film. Ellipses. He says more. You can read about it on your own if you'd like. I wish more of the character motivations and backstories had a bit more depth, because as is, it felt oh, very cartoonish with vague motivations and just needlessly evil characters who are bloodthirsty, too. It stops short of being great, but The Iron Giant is a good animated film that really keeps you entertained and invested in the events of the film. So good to have Spangle back. So good. Thank you for coming back, Spangle. And his review is mixed. cheers to Spangle.
0: Spangle, we hope you listen to the show sometime, and (laughs) if you don't, we like you anyway. Mm. Mm.
1: And if you're listening Mm. at home, grab something to drink. Oh my gosh, what is this? This is a... Delicious nectar. This, uh, this is... It's fun that you should ask. This we're drinking the Balvenie, the Balvenie Caribbean Cask. Is that a Scotch? Aged fourteen years. Mm-hmm. It is a Scotch, which twelve years aged in normal Scotch barrels through bourbon barrels and uh, wine barrels and such. But for the last two years, that it's tempered in rum barrels. Mm. It's a delicious treat. Indubitably, you should try it. It retails for about seventy dollars. So if you don't want to buy the whole bottle, you know, you should show up here when we're doing a podcast.
0: We might yeah. have one on the show. So shelf. if the
1: people from the Balvany hear us do that, please send us bottles. We'll pitch all your we stuff. We will pitch all your things. Oh, yeah. I think
0: you do one called the Pete Week. And you you pitch, send that we'll over. catch. Uh, wait, all right. Wait How about some of AV <laughs> Facebook comments and reviews from our own AV family? Let's start with
1: Mr. Bill. Uh, no, we're going to start with Todd, because oh, Bill was a placeholder from last time. Oh my gosh, yes. Because that's Bill's oh, it's, comment it's, it, about Drive. He's talking about Drive, yeah. my gosh. So, yeah. but we'll start s- with Todd. We'll start with Todd, who, potty mouth Todd. <laughs> you, 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 well, you he's commenting on the poll. When the poll is,
0: is it a yeah. yes, is it a no, is yeah. it I want to rewatch he or said, I don't know. you
1: forgot the... Yes, option, Brad. How do you pronounce F asterisk ampersand? Uh, I don't pronounce that sign. at
0: all on this show, Mr. <laughs> Gary. You naughty, naughty miscreant. Lisa Fernandez says, Todd Polt, I second that. This is one of the few animated films that I still get emotional over. At the end, I still feel a surge of hope and happiness I rarely have at the end of most films. Alessio Pasquale. Ooh, vocal
1: member. 100% yes. He Alec,
0: says. Alec Tank. The Iron Giant is one of the three greatest animated animated films ever made, alongside The Incredibles and Ratatouille. I think he likes Brad Bird. And Brad Bird made them all. Oh, sorry, he just made that comment. He's really one of the best things to ever happen to animation we'll talk more about Bradbury yeah. later
1: all right and john shippy who loves literally everything like uh you know if you if you put anything in front of him you're like john do you love that he's like i love that i love that so what does he say about this movie he says uh i really think this is a very overrated movie overrated being capitalized by yeah the way. i think the popularity comes from children watching the movie and realizing they're our emotions at the end of it. I call it the old Yeller syndrome. I can think of so many that are more deserving. I think this pick boils down to nostalgia, capital N pantheon is the best of the best is iron giant the best of the best i'm thinking he's saying it's not yeah yeah yes yeah. So george kakoris what is it what does george say he says iron giant is a no-brainer giselle butler what does she say a hearty yes it's a classic three hearts heart emoji heart emoji heart emoji scott herdliska Wonderful film! Is that how Scott speaks? Yes, he does, like an old, like an announcer from, like the, like the original announcer from yeah. SNL.
0: Right. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Wonderful right. film. Wonderful film.
0: Joshua McLaughlin. Says, an incredible concoction of 19. You know, he doesn't speak that way. He actually, if you've ever heard Joshua uh, McLaughlin speak, he sounds completely different. You do an awesome Joshua McLaughlin. Yeah. uh, uh, And you remember what he sounds like.
1: Yeah, where he's like an incredible concoction of 1950s sci-fi paranoia morality tale and an homage to 1980s family films this side of E.T. the Iron Giant stands the test of time as a groundbreaking piece of animation from the late 20th century. I keep expecting him to say brother on the end of yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Mark Marquez, he says this Z, 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 Capital Z, lowercase Z, Z. Lower case, Z, Z, Z. Oh, sorry. Thank right. you, AV p- folks, for chiming in. We love your we comments. We love your comments. Receipts.
0: Receipts. The Iron Giant was released on August 6, 1999, 86 minutes, as we said. Directed by Brad Bird. There is a signature edition release. That's 90 minutes. It was extra four minutes. Don't change anything in the story. They're just added additional coloring around the outside of the of the scenes. Production budget of $70 million with a domestic gross of 23.1, worldwide 23.2. So it didn't do really well financially. The average ticket price in '99 was $5.08, which gives it a B-S-I. What Let's is talk BSI. about that for a second. That yeah, exactly? That is
1: The B-S-I is our trademarked way of assessing a movie. Also so we patented can and patented, copyrighted. Yeah, so we can compare movies across time because mm-hmm. a movie that makes $50 million in 1950 and a movie that makes $50 million in 1990 or 2020, that it, it, it affects it. So what we do is that we divide out the average ticket price of the year uh, with with then the domestic box, the domestic office, the US, box, US office. and Canada. Yeah, so we're not doing worldwide. So we just take the domestic gross divided by the average ticket price of the year mm-hmm. to give it the butts in seat. Index S. to S. estimate how many people saw it domestically, right. so we can compare movie to movie over years.
0: So real quick math: domestic gross, twenty three point one million. Average ticket price in ninety nine was five dollars eight cents. Four point five five million people saw this in the theater. Yeah. Now we which, like to do comparisons, which, but yeah, it's but compared not very to our Standard we use yeah, the, the Fight Club, fight standard, club standard. which Club standard. Seven point four million. Seven point four million people. So it, it which was again messed. is not like a ginormous number of people, but it's a it's like. Yeah. A, a line yeah. in the sand yeah so by comparison another Brad build Brad Bird film called the Incredibles if you've not heard of that one it's it's a it's an animated film anyway it came out November 5th 2004 115 minutes. Uh, production budget of ninety two million for that movie. It was a Disney production.
1: I don't think this one did all, made a lot of money.
0: Well, it, domestic gross was only two hundred sixty one point four million. Worldwide, oh. six thirty one point
1: six. Okay, so a billion dollars. So, a,
0: a basically a billion dollars. Yeah. And average ticket price uh, in two thousand four was six dollars twenty one cents. So a quick little math carry the nine and the one a device. BSI
1: of forty two point one million
0: domestic not even yeah. global so right? just
1: just a, a little a little less than ten times as much right. on the Iron Giant
0: right so some yeah. of the comparisons we're going to talk about uh, Lilo and Stitch came out two thousand two in June. An eighty-five-minute film.
1: And why did we pick this movie, by the way?
0: Well, a couple of reasons. One, uh, it was a Disney movie. Two, animated. Three, uh, you got an alien that came to Earth.
1: That might be a weapon. Might
0: be a weapon. But it
1: turns out, but turns yeah, out, yeah. yeah but yeah.
0: didn't want to be one. Yeah, like, like, right. But also uh, met a child. Uh, got integrated in with the parent. Yeah. The whole dealio thing. Anyway, production budget of eighty million, which is just a little bit more than the Iron Giant's production budget yep. of seventy. Domestic grows 145.8, worldwide 273. I had no good. idea that Lilo and Stitch did that well, to be honest with you. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on VHS. So there you
1: are. So it made 60 million just domestically alone. Just
0: domestically. Butts and but seats. Average ticket price was 581 that year. So BSI of 25.1
1: million. So five times more than The Iron yeah, Giant. Yeah, it really did well
0: treasure planet
1: and 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 just and we're not we're not pooping on the iron giant not at all Uh, part of the iron giant story is that they kind of had a failure in how they that they were marketing the movie yeah and and they didn't give it as much they didn't they only marketed it for a couple of months whereas other movies were marketed for a full year Well, brad bird was integrated very deeply into disney and yeah.
0: was out of that pocket when he did this film. Yeah. And although I looked for stories or evidence or something that says maybe there was some some uh, blocking or something, yeah. but that, that doesn't seem to be the thing. It's almost like... They just didn't have the right tools to market. The thing. In any know,
1: case, like, average ticket price. Uh, so are the uh, we're on are we on treasure? We're planet? We're on treasure planet. Yeah,
0: ninety five minutes was a Ron Clements, John Musker movie, a Disney movie as well. Production budget, a hundred forty million dollars, which Good is
1: chunk of change. This is
0: only a couple of years after the Iron yeah, Giant,
1: but twice as much production budget.
0: Twice. Domestic gross 38.2 million didn't do well domestically. Worldwide just didn't quite make the money million, back. 110. Yeah. Average ticket price 581 And the BSI of 6.6. Actually performed is the reason why it's in here, performed in a similar manner to Iron yeah. Giant. And uh, lost a lot. Lost a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Short circuit. Uh similar,
1: <laughs> similar. This is a robot that could be a weapon. Could
0: be a weapon. In fact, it yeah. was a weapon. Uh, Short Circuit came out in May 9th, nineteen eighty six. Ninety eight minute movie directed by John Badham. Uh, production budget was fifteen million. Most of that was for the robot. Most of that was for the robot. Uh, well, and Steve, uh,
1: Steve Gutenberg, Steve Gutenberg's salary. You know, he he does
0: require five million dollars <laughs> yeah. and only green RMs. <clears throat> Domestic gross of forty point seven million on a production budget of fifteen. Worldwide, also forty like total forty. Yeah. that's all they made. Uh, average ticket price in '86 was $371 and had a BSI of 11 million. I saw Short Circuit in the theater three times, twice on one day and once again the next yeah. weekend. I liked it. I and I mean, it did I, well
1: I, enough that it, it got sequels. So. It got sequels. Did it get more it, than it, one? It, it, in short I, I circuit. Think it's two. there were two. At least Is there two, Was there a i I'm gonna
0: have to look that up. Ah, though you guys are googling it while yeah, you listen.
1: Yeah,
0: So just you know, by comparison, on you the know, Google
1: machine check, you it. got
0: Lilo and Stitch and The Incredibles, which of course they're Disney vehicles, but they did just ginormous numbers and BSI's of 25 and 42 million, and then you have these other movies of a similar kind of style. And whether they made money or not, their BSI was much lower. Yeah, few people saw. All right. Normally, we jump right to a dig, dig, but our deep dig section here. We talk about Matthew's nomination, but Matthew. uh, Well, uh, Doug. Sometimes. The people who nominate movies uh, send us.
1: Um, oh, very kindly. each. Uh, they, they don't have to do this. It's like a gift. A, uh, a gift is a, a wrong bribe. Word. A bribe. Yeah. It's they definitely bribe. send us bribes. They send us bribe so, so that we, we say
0: nice things. Some of the most amazing things got, over the years yeah. that we've done this. Now it's years plural. Yeah. So I have, uh, we have
1: a box here. And, and I have and a it, knife. It says, Doug and Gary, Doug play, and Gary. Nice. And play, play nice. And it says, play nice and share.
0: share. So I'm going to open this guy. My, my, my yeah, handy Iron Giant fal- pocket knife.
1: Iron Giant
0: knife. This one, see if you open it up, it's yeah, one arm it's and the beautiful. other arm. Yeah. It, it actually used to speak, but the batteries ran out in, in, uh, in yeah. 2001.
1: I think it's also a nail file. It, well, uh, I use it to trim my toenails.
0: Yeah. All right. So in we here we have, open oh, it up. We have a oh, light and sound... Walking Iron (laughs) Giant. It says, where's the button? Yes. It's a literal robot, Iron Giant robot. It's about, I'd say, 18 inches tall. And apparently if you take it out of the box, it walks and everything. I would not even take it out of the box. It probably would go on the special shelf without modification. Fan. That is fabulous. fabulous.
1: And we will play nice and we will share play with nice that. And Thank share you so much. And, and you know, there's some Matthew. some very special places
0: this can go to. Oh, I just think of and so many And both of us
1: can use it because it's for people three and up. Three and up yeah. it does require four. Yeah. times double A batteries. It's like that other thing you were showing me that required that many batteries. The, the toothbrush? Yeah, or was that what it was? That's what I use yeah. it for. Oh, yeah. The little Uh-oh. rubber
0: nibbly things on the end really yeah. work well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Matthew. We will play nice and we will share our very own Iron Giant... What does it say? What was it saying just a second ago?
1: The Iron Giant...
0: The button's light. right there in the middle. If you hit the... Right on his belly button. I'm Superman. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about Matthew's nomination. Whenever a council member nominates a movie, they do a write-up. Of course, all the members do the write-up for yes or no. But the nomination write-up sets the tone. And Matthew uh, has the following. The Iron Giant's been on my nomination shortlist for a couple of years now. I remember when I first watched this film in the theater, I was dazzled. And I knew it was an instant classic. The animation is simply gorgeous. The facial animation in particular helps define characters' personalities and is great at conveying a range of emotions. The CGI effects are noticeable but not distracting and only add to the dynamism of the animation. Michael Kamen's score is terrific. The same is true of the sound effects, the song choices, the cast is uniformly outstanding and none of this technical and vocal wizardry would matter if the script was terrible, but thankfully it's just as remarkable. Although not entirely original, personally, I feel like it's a hybrid of E.T. and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Interesting take, by the way. It delivers a simple but powerful story. Upon its release, The Iron Giant was not particularly successful. However, it gained a following on home media over the ensuing years and is now regarded as a classic. I hope that you will feel the same way upon watching this film that it inspires renewed optimism in both humanity and the possibility of a more peaceful world so there's his nomination you can read that uh and and also uh the uh, votes yay or nay by the rest of the council on the av poll on facebook iron giant poll on facebook so mr diamond doug yes some uniqueness and challenges of this film how is this film unique
1: sure well one of the things that we would we we would need to talk about the movie is that this movie came out in 1999, which is at a time where uh, animated movies for kids are transitioning towards computer animated mm-hmm. or, or Full the CGI. CG. So, uh, Toy Story came out in 1995, right? four years prior, fully the first. Fully across the board. But Bird made the decision to
0: do 2D traditional animation. And he was
1: was trained up as an animator in that way. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, for the listeners, there is a show on Netflix about the story of Pixar, Mm -hmm. which is a documentary... Which kind of walks through the history of how Pixar came to be, and it goes through uh, it goes through these various stages, and it talks about Brad Bird uh, coming to uh, to to do The Incredibles on the after the um, not the commercial success so much of the Iron Giant, but the fact that they loved what he had done with the, yes. the product. So, right. uh, one of the things is that this is definitely a movie that. Uh, holds on to the old style of Disney animated yeah. movies, but also integrates CG into the old style. So mm-hmm. that's one of the uniquenesses of the film. And they invented some software to make sure that the, the CG lines had a wobble so that it would match with the animation The hand style. sketch stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things. Also, um, this movie is... Uh, this movie is unique in the fan... I I, I don't want to say this without... And, and make it sound like I'm trashing anyone for what they feel about the movie. But this movie, because it came out in 1999 and many of the people that are involved in AV who are on the Facebook page, who are voting in the poll, my kids, my my daughter was born in Mm ninety-nine. That this is one of the movies that she watched growing up. Mm -hmm. And it was one of these movies that um it had some emotional depth to it that allowed kids as they were going through their stages of development to explore new parts of their personality. Mm. So um I don't like you could call that nostalgia, but I you could also call it like, being really tied to a place and time in people's chi- mm-hmm. uh, childhood development. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 when people talk about, for example, the way I feel about some some 80s movies like yeah. uh, Ferris Bueller or Breakfast Club or whatever, um, you know, they would say, oh, it's nostalgia that you're... It's not just nostalgia that makes me like that movie. It's, it's also where I was when I first saw it, when I saw it again, where was I, what where, what was happening when I first introduced my kids to that movie, yeah. that sort of thing. That's what links that movie for me. And, and if I look at it critically, I can see all the flaws they see. And somebody who loves this movie might be able to acknowledge or probably can acknowledge the flaws that someone would point out. Maybe it's in the storyline or the characters or the flow or the whatever. Yeah. But
1: that doesn't change the way they feel about the movie. They're overlooking that. And also when they're Subjectively evaluating it for themselves, mm-hmm. say that the flaws might be there, like, they're, like they are in almost every movie of that course. you'd ever come across. Of course, is that the good stuff in it outweighs yes. any of the flaws? Yes. So, so that it's yes. still, in our case, like they would consider it pantheon worthy. But
0: well, we've had movies uh, before. We've talked about movies before. Miami Connection comes to mind on a regular basis, where it is chock full of flaws. And the flaws don't change the way you feel about the movie if you really like the movie. Yeah. You're not saying the flaws aren't there. You're saying because of the flaws, it makes the movie that much more endearing. That's not the case necessarily with Iron Giant. That's just an extreme case well, on mean, the just other if side. If we
1: look at the last movie that we looked at with Drive. Yeah. And that... You were a guest voter on that movie. I was, and uh, went back and forth on the movie to whether or not you would vote it for Pantheon for days. because there was some, there were some flaws that you noticed in the movie in terms yeah. of pacing yeah. or uh, dis- character decisions, script issues, this and that. But at the end of the day, that when you weighed it all out and felt how you felt about the movie, mm-hmm. the X factor of the coolness of it, and all of that, just that just bumped were like, it right over the edge. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, but honestly, right up until that last moment when I started considering the X Factor, I was kind of a no. Yeah, on drive, but but it works out. So so, how about some insights you had while watching this film? Did you have any particular insights?
1: <clears throat> how about uh, insights tied with challenges? Fair enough. Okay. Uh, for me, this was the first time I'd ever seen it. Okay. Apparently, I wasn't around. Uh, like, when I your was kids. Watched my it. kids. My, so my wife said I watched that with the kids. Like, yeah, she But I was saw it a I was working. Times right at the time so i hadn't seen this before so it was the first time through and one of the things that i noticed about this movie that um is a challenge to the movie is that it is so while it does deal with some issues and some emotional stuff Mm -hmm. it's kind of shallow in terms of subplot uh, motivations explained, nuance. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of layers and nuance, and so, or even secondary plots that are built into
0: the story. Right. Yeah. In this case, the plot line carries from the beginning to the end, and you you the you know the the almost like the path of the Iron Giant through the
1: movie carries the whole yeah. plot line with it. So even Dean's character, who has some scenes that are apart from the the little boy or the robot that we don't really watch him on on any sort of major emotional arc for himself right right apart from the movie so for some people watching this movie that they would be like there's not a lot going on beyond the movie if that makes sense right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's what I would say but I would also say that uh, this was a beautifully crafted movie visually speaking and the character that they created the iron giant iconic
0: yeah i i'll go with that too i'll tell you something else the for me looking back somehow i never noted that transition point between 2d and we'll call it 3d uh, uh cg animated movies i never I noticed it, yeah. but I never noted
1: it. Yeah. Like,
0: there wasn't a point in my life where, I like, well, when I go see movies now, I fully expect to see. Yeah. You know, and so I went back and started looking at clips from movies from mid 90s to early 2000s. And while this wasn't the last 2D animated movie, 2009's The Princess and the Frog yeah. was primarily 2D. Yeah. With some like Brad Bird did some mixed in CG stuff in there, uh, uh, especially for the the scenes with the the demon, the devil mm-hmm. guy, right? But um, I never noted that. And now I watched this again, and I, and I had forgotten that I'd watched it. In my mind, I mixed this movie up with The Brave Little Toaster because my older three kids watched them both so many times. Yeah.
1: Anyway. And when I asked you. Do I need to watch the the Brave Little Toaster? You said, oh, God, Oh, God,
0: no. No, 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 no.
1: Brave Little Toaster is the longest seven and a half
0: hours you will ever spend in 95 minutes. It is incredibly long. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't know. And so for me, one of the insights was, oh, hold on. I'm remembering some movies that were 2D as full CG like Pixar movies. And movies that were Pixar movies that were done with all this uh, as 2D. Yeah. And I and I kind of went back and recategorized them, not because I like one more yeah. than the other. When we talked about The Prince of Egypt, wait, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it never clicked in my head that that was a 2D traditional movie, you know what I mean? I, I thought of it as like almost all the well, other
1: ones. Part of that's because of the scaling that yes, they do with it. The, and do. there are some like the. I feel like that there's some. There's got to be some CG shots in there because they do some big swirling shots in there. There has to be, right? In there. We'll and, look at, we'll lo- yeah, look there at it. Yeah, there has to be. But
0: all right. Yeah. Well, let's break it down. Let's talk about some standout <clears throat> moments by cast, by category. Some standout acting or casting decisions they made. I think personally. Uh, the general top four of the cast, uh, Vin Diesel and Jennifer Aniston and Harry Connick Jr. And and the kid
1: Eli Marienthal. (laughs) Uh,
0: Shooter McGavin. (laughs) I I thought those four were... Yeah. Like, boom. And And you would expect this amazing performance to come out of the four. I think the decision to cast them was standout. I'm not... So sure about their actual performances?
1: I, I would, I would push back and say Jennifer Aniston did a did a, did excellent, like excellent work for the character she had. She, she didn't have a lot of she was uh, in she a box. She, she Didn't, she didn't have a lot of time. She couldn't go very far. I thought she did well with what she she had.
0: And I was surprised to realize that's who that was. by the Yeah, way. that was one of her early post <clears throat> uh, Friends roles.
1: But for me, so. Um, I liked uh, Shooter McGavin uh-huh. uh, as as Detective Mansley. <laughs> I I didn't necessarily, and this the, I'm I'm jumping ahead on this. It's I didn't like... I didn't necessarily like the writing for him in terms of his story arc no, because he it's turned like they cut something he out. turned homicidal at the end very quickly. that was odd, um, but I thought he did well with what he had.
0: Oh. Uh, Christopher McDonald. I always forget the guy's name. I just call him Shooter, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Christopher McDonald, who has done a lot of amazing things. He's done a ton of great roles. That's yeah. why I'm saying he's in my like yeah. standout moments, the actual casting of him. How about directing and editing? Were there any standout moments in the either the direction or editing of the movie? Maybe even standout plus or standout minus. Uh,
1: so... I liked the directing in terms of the visual look. Okay. Yeah. Like I liked how, and maybe this is pushing on to cinematography, but I, but in an that animated film like this, the, the director and cinematographer wants. it goes together. But I liked uh, I liked some of the shots that gave scale. That was nice, so you could see how big the giant was versus the the, the landscape, or you had the giant and the boy that like. Uh, There was a nice juxtaposition that he felt like he was part of this world that they created so that even though he was the thing that stood out from everything else, that it all gelled nicely. I liked that part of it. The pacing of this, I did not care for the pacing of this movie. There was times where I had to kind of struggle to keep myself focused on watching the movie because I was drifting, because there was these lulls, and it wasn't like... Drive had lulls where it was an intense lull on purpose, right. Pulling you in, sucking you in. What's gonna uh, happen? And and you can like that or not. These these feel felt felt like they just kind of let the camera keep rolling, mm. even though there wasn't stuff happening. It it almost felt to me
0: like uh, I I agree with you to a, to an extent. I, I, it felt to me like there were uh, parts of the movie that they kept in and parts that they cut. And if they had cut some of the long extended stuff and put back in the story, like how in the heck the beatnik artist and mom got together, like that wasn't even yeah. in the story anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I really, that's probably editing, but anyway, uh, but that's part of directing and editing. Uh, I think that that would have done a little more because you said, uh, uh, the, the government agent, Shooter McGavin's character, um... He, he went from curious to, oh, i got to protect our democracy, to I'm going to slaughter everyone, to, oh, wait, that includes me? Holy holy smokes, yeah, and then go yeah. and hide. It was weird, his flip-flop, and I didn't quite get the path. Now,
1: as an adult watching this, that's my reaction. Mm. So, um, Mr. Rogers, his show, if you watch it now... Though the pacing of it is kind of painfully mm. slow because he's very meticulous and, and slow. He wants to make and sure everybody gets he every wants element. everybody to keep on along and kids of a certain age really will buy into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this movie that I'm not the target audience and kids of a certain age who are just starting to experience uh, a little bit of fear and terror. But not so much that it makes them like run and hide. Right. That this movie, I feel like, is part of the reason why my kids loved it,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because when they watched it, it was it was slow enough that they could kind of breathe about the scary parts. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, not Independence
1: Day. Look, there's ships.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. six million people just died in yeah, 35 yeah, yeah, seconds.
1: Yeah. So, so for for me. The pacing was off. But I feel like for kids who are watching this, that it that it, it hit a sweet spot. So, and, and
0: perhaps that's what Bert was going for in his directing and editing. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, you're reminding me of the conversation I had with my kids when they were all uh, in the teenage range. And I said, I don't... I cannot read Harry Potter books. I can't do it. Yeah. They're written for 10-year-olds. And it, it it's... I, I, I want more. Like, yeah. I want more depth and, and, and coloring outside the lines and, you know, filling in the gaps as opposed to just direct... I love the movies,
1: but I have not been able to read a single one of the books, and I read books all yeah, the time. Yeah. Anyway. We're, we're kind of talking on top of other parts of this, because they all kind of bleed together. Screenplay story. Editing,
0: screenplay and story, all kind of... Well, you know, he took an existing story and he reworked it yeah. for the 50s. It was going to be a musical.
1: Put together there was by, a
0: conversation about put, a put together by
1: uh, Peter
0: Peter Townsend put, of the Who of the Who, but he was but he remember he, he yeah. was
1: steeped in Disney tradition. Yeah, yeah.
0: Movies or musicals. Yeah,
1: right. So they went with this uh, this version uh, of it, non musical, mm. a little more like fifties paranoia. I
0: think it did better that way.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that was a good decision. We've the, already uh,
0: talked a bit about the cinematography and locations. Yep. Yeah. Uh we I think we both agree that the cinematography and some of the scale and the the moving in and out and some of the stuff they did with CG to, to blend them together, that those worked out well. The score.
1: Michael Kamen gave us
0: Yeah, yeah, X From Files. the X Files.
1: Also gave us Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, gave us a lot of other things. This movie, when I was watching, I was listening for the score. Okay. And I said it was serviceable. Like, uh, like I listened, and I was like, okay, it's not bad. It gives, it evokes a feeling. Um, but then after I was done with the movie, I asked my wife. I was like, hey, hum a few bars from the theme for Iron Giant.
0: Right? Could she do that? No. No,
1: because it's impossible. Like it's not there. Like it, like it, there. Like it does not have a motif that really pulls you together, uh, or, or pulled me or my wife together with this uh, with this movie. Right. So um, for me, the score just uh, it was serviceable. It was nice. It sounded pretty. Mm-hmm. It, it evoked feelings at times, but it just it wasn't a standout. In any major way, okay. Can you name one or two songs off the Iron Giant soundtrack? No, there was like the Iron Giant theme. Uh, <laughs> and so, there was one at the end of the movie that was used at the very end, right? But again, like it for me, it didn't have a dis, a discernible motif that really popped out. And what's interesting for me
0: is when I read reviews. The people who really liked the movie, almost almost 100% of them said something positive about the score. Matthew Wade's nomination says, The Michael Kamen score is terrific. The same is true of the sound effects. Song choices are great. I mean, he specifically talks about that. And the thing is, I'll have to go back and watch it again. Because yeah. somehow, I never... Somehow, I I even though I watched it more than once, somehow I never caught that. Like,
1: and I went back and I played a YouTube video of the score, the score itself of the Iron Giant, to like listen, and it just it was just kind of like for me, right? It was kind of like generic orchestral okay uh background music did they pick any sort of i liked, current pop music or no, no, or, no. or even
0: uh, even a, a period correct? i mean
1: there was there was there were a couple like fifty songs that came through the radio right at the when diner he was in the diner give an x-lax to the guy yeah so the sound effects in terms of like audio sound effects for the robot and that those were great uh those were solid Um, what they
0: did with Vin Diesel's voice, uh, which uh, I I read an article that said he lowered his voice to say the lines, but then the rest of it was special effect to make it well obviously robotic like that. Uh, but, um, and he did something very similar with, uh, Groot. Groot. Yeah. Which, you know, not the the last time that this man did a voice only, uh, and got
1: paid a lot to say 57 words. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Any notables? Um, going back to the iconicness of the character, there you that go. That would be a notable thing that I would tie in. That like
0: it's just the look of it. The look of it. We're looking at the little the the uh, the 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 Iron Giant that Matthew sent us. Yeah, and it's. I mean, there's. It is. Fabulous. And the they chime back to it in made, Ready Player One. They use they the Iron do. Giant yep. again. But the, you yeah. look at this, even if you haven't seen the movie, if you saw this on a shelf, you'd be like, oh, that's the Iron Giant.
1: And the X Factor that goes with this, uh, f- f- like, I-, I would have to, like, it's not mine, but the nostalgia, and not to lean too heavy on that word, but the nostalgia that goes with this film is definitely... Part of that X Factor is because there is a love for the, a deep and abiding love for the movie. Yeah,
0: and as you said, the experience that people had when they watched this movie when they were younger is not just nostalgia for the movie, but a connection back to them developing maybe their love for movies in general, potentially their own personality traits and styles, and so on and so forth. Award, this movie has 20 award
1: No Oscars. uh, No. But it, won uh, but it does 20 have twenty awards. different
0: awards and nominated for eighteen additional ones. There is some uh, some interesting little details. Yep. For, for example, the last name for Annie and Hogarth is Hughes, which is an homage
1: to Ted Hughes, author of the original children's book, The Iron Man. So, uh, a little fun fact that Eli Marienthal, uh, the same year, plays Stifler's younger brother in American Pie. <laughs> he does the he exact does. same. Yeah,
0: so little Stifler. Uh, uh, actually, American Pie Two, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was in, the, yeah, the, yeah, the one where they go to the beach. Uh, they, uh, yeah, little little brother Stifler uh, is, or maybe he was in the first American Pie as well. I don't recall. Anyway, the
1: point is, yeah, that's the yeah. kid. What was the? You were telling me and a fun guard. fact today about another movie that blew your mind. Um, oh yeah, what, what was the, the kid from? The kid from.
0: uh i just i ju- I, ju- I just i just told you about that yeah yeah the kid from um uh uh, uh the babysitter with uh uh, uh 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 oh the guy from um uh, McLovin. yeah what's the uh, the comedian
1: the uh jonah hill jonah
0: hill yeah jonah hill and the sitter the the, the babysitter or the sitter there's a young man in the, that he's babysitting. That's the same kid from where the wild things are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so he like really. Yeah. And then I so I looked up some screenshots from the where the wild things are. I'm like, oh my gosh, it really is same sometimes, kid. Sometimes yeah. I wonder if IMDb uh, messes with yeah, but no. Th- this kid uh, Hogarth is Stifler's little brother without the f u uh, f and f efforts. All right,
1: so. Um, uh, Back to The Iron Giant, some fun facts about this, or trivia, I should say. Brad Bird was inspired to make this movie as a memorial to his sister who died at the hands of her husband from gun violence, Mm -hmm. uh, which his pitch was, what if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun involved in this? And then he learned that Ted Hughes wrote the book, The Iron Man, that would be based that mm-hmm. iron giant would be based on because he was dealing with his wife had committed suicide, suicide and then he was trying to find a way to talk about pain and coming back together mm-hmm. with uh, with his kids yeah. so like there was a kind of this connection on pain uh and death that was tied with this w- between brad bird and ted hughes in this movie mm-hmm. uh process
0: so, uh, yeah, uh, and, and speaking of Brad Bird and his uh, history with Disney as an animator, um, there's a scene, I was going to mention it earlier, it's, it's one of the few non-giant scenes, mm-hmm. uh, there are scenes without the giant in them, but they're, they're, they're mostly earlier, this is one of the few ones after we're all well, we all are well acquainted with the giant character himself, uh, but it's just Hogarth and uh, and Dean, and Dean lets him have espresso. Yep. That whole scene where Hogarth is very, very, very quickly yeah. ranting uh, was all personally animated by Brad Bird.
1: And my wife said after that scene, that is Dash from The Incredibles. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so... Uh, I, 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 I'm I guessing there was probably some sort of inspiration that came from that. Uh, exactly. We had mentioned before, the Iron Giant literally only says 53 words the yeah. whole Other time. Other than, Three ooh, yeah.
0: <laughs> two of those are, I'm Superman. Uh, yeah. Although the movie re- received high praise from critics, it was deemed a box office failure. As we said, uh, with a large budget of $70 million, And only 23 million in gross. Uh, Brad said that Brad Bird said Warner Brothers failed to promote the film until four months before its release, whereas, for example, Tarzan
1: had teasers out a year in advance. Later on, he would go on to admit that he was like he couldn't put all of that on 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 the uh, on on them, but he was part of that uh, as well. Yeah, Um, first traditionally animated feature to have a major character, the title character, who is fully computer generated so yeah. that was that mix between totally the two blended um
0: and as you said it was originally meant to be a musical with pete townsend and des McNuff McAnuff developing as a stage musical using songs from townsend's concept album the iron man much like the stage version of the yeah. uh, who's tommy
1: which they changed the name once again we mentioned because the iron well, man was iron taken man, by another property kind of at the thing. time also there is a follow-up to the iron man book called the iron woman huh. which is if, I did uh, not uh, the know iron that. man is about nuclear pro- proliferation and the problems with that the iron woman is a story that is more about environmentalism so oh. that they both have this kind okay. of like better world you to say, them.
0: I thought you were going to say population explosion or no, something. No, no, no. no, that's no I, I did not know that. I just learned that myself. A little fun
1: fact for you. All me. right,
0: let's chat about the council. So we already know some of these votes as of the time of our yeah. recording. Of course, Matthew Wade's a yes. Uh, Adam Kromachow, someone we just were talking about finally a few minutes ago, how much we really appreciate his addition to AV. He says yes. Brandon Falk says yes. That's three yeses at this point in time. Uh, and, and Facebook says yes right now. At this point, they're at yes. 60 yeses.
1: That was from, uh, last week when we hit the ice storm. Well, I just checked it today. Did you, you Still 60 it? yeses. Okay.
0: Some of the other ones have shifted around from five no's to eight haven't seen it's to 12 rewatch, need to rewatches without voting. Marshall Wade, this is Matthew's brother Marshall, although he did apologize and he said he hopes that his brother's not going to be mad at him. He did say no. The guest voter said no. And Brad Hawkins has said no, as well as Jeremy Clifford and Kyle Brown. So, in order for uh, this to make it in, let's see. It needs seven yeses. It has three. And I think there's three to
1: four. It would need all three of the rest. It would need all Yes. Every last one of the remaining votes would Rachel, have to be yes. Rachel Planiga, April Hawkins,
0: and Nathan Planiga—they've all got to say yes and for I this don't, to make it. I don't
1: think it's going to happen. Well, you know, I things mean, happen. Miracles happen, but I'm going to—I'm going to say the—I'm going to guess that it doesn't. I mean, happen. Princess Bride
0: made it in, didn't it? No. Oh, yeah. No, it I think didn't. this
1: falls in that same Princess Bride category where a lot of mm. people are going to be like. I loved this movie. How dare you not put it in.
0: you got to put it in, they're going to say. you got
1: to put it in. And the the council uh, is going to say, you know what? Mm. It's got to be the best of the best, and not enough people said yes on it. That's the thing. It doesn't mean that it's a bad movie.
0: No. Uh, It just means that it's not the best of the best. And without being the best of
1: the best. According to the majority of a council vote. including a guest voter and the Facebook poll. And the Facebook poll. So you uh, remember that
0: movies are subjective. uh, And that someone can like a movie and still say, but it's not the best of the best. It's not the best example of this. Uh, Just by direct comparison, a couple years ago we talked about, uh, I I mentioned already, uh, Prince of Egypt. And while I was a yes and I don't recall what your... No, I was a no. You were a no. Uh, because the, the reality was it wasn't the best example yeah. of that. And, you know, maybe this is. Maybe it's not. I guess we'll find out with three more votes. <coughs> Excuse me. There
1: are some kids' movies in the uh, in, in Pantheon. There are. There and are.
0: People can find them if you go to adventuresinvideoland.com. Adventures Adventures in in There's a link for the Pantheon, and it shows you all the movies that have made it in. You can see yeah. them all. They're from all across the spectrum. Old, new, animated, live, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's even mix of animated live, like Who Framed Roger yep. Rabbit, that's in there. But there's also a list of things that didn't make it. I was surprised the first time I saw that list. Uh, but, you know, <coughs> going back and reading some of the reviews, I, I guess I get it. All right. So do we think it's gonna make it or not? Yes or no? I don't think it I don't think so. One more no and it's not there. So that's that's uh I guess that is what it is. All right. Any final comments before we wrap this one up, Mr. Diamond Doug?
1: I appreciated this nomination because it was a movie that I hadn't seen before. They like they, all of us have this movie these movie gaps. Yes. Like the the this is like things in the canon of of popular knowledge that other people have right. seen and
0: you're like well of course you've seen this and you're yeah. like wait it's kind of no. like the
1: oh you've seen the matrix no i've never seen it or you've seen return of the jedi never seen the is that popular movie? you've seen this yeah so uh uh i just watched one this week that what was, was in fell return in my mute mu- uh my movie gap was dr strangelove or how i learned to stop worrying and fall in love with the bomb Yes. which is an early stanley kubrick film and you've film. seen clips from it like Wah! yeah as he rides the bomb down hadn't right? seen that before but hadn't seen the movie watched it uh watched it finally this week and? so uh, oh, i re- i liked it a lot would and you it, make it pantheon um i think that there's a good case to to be made for i it.
0: think this got a lot of challenges but
1: i think that there's a lot of challenges but i think that it like uh, it would go up for a council vote for sure. It for sure, it would not be a hundred percent.
0: I think not. Vote. I think because it's not everybody's taste.
1: Yeah, but it definitely it was not the movie I expected to watch because I was I was expecting more like Three Stooges level uh-huh. wackadoo from Kubrick. No, well, from the actor Peter Sellers. When I like... no, because from a movie called Doctor Strangelove oh, okay. that I didn't know was a Kubrick film until uh-huh. I started watching. it. I got you. Like I didn't know it was a Stanley Kubrick film, and I just thought it was like this wacky '60s movie or something. Like, like we're that. gonna watch another yeah. version of uh, uh, Animal, like it, yeah, whatever it is, Doctor so. Frankenstein. Yeah, young it, like young a Mel Frankenstein, Brooks, you know, like a Mel Brooks movie. So right,
0: if someone said Doctor Strangelove or How I Decided to, yeah, yeah, and it was made by Mel Brooks, you'd be like, "Well, that makes sense because he makes movies with giant names that are weird." All right, so well, uh. As always, I hope everyone has enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Videoland find you, Dr. Diamond Doug?
1: You can find me on the Facebook page.
0: Me too, on Facebook. You can find Adventures in Videoland on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com and and Adventures in Videoland on Facebook because the conversation always begins and ends there, on Facebook.
1: Did you and I say which way our votes would go? I oh, think eight. it's pretty obvious which way it we, does We go. didn't.
0: Which way would you vote, I'm Mr. Diamond? I'm going no. So I, I voted on the Facebook poll yeah. literally while we were talking uh, in between shots of Balvenie. And, or sips of Balvenie. And uh, I also voted no. Okay. Uh, but that's not going to outweigh the 60 yeses on the Facebook no, poll in any way. No, obviously anyway,
1: not. Obviously not.
0: So uh, you, the conversation at Adventures in Videoland always begins and ends on Facebook. You all have been listening to criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Videolanders.
1: I am groot. Wait, that's a wrong movie. But I mean, yeah, but it's Vin Diesel and yeah. Uh, how about this? We, we love, love you. you.